This is Curious Minnesota, a Star Tribune project that sends staff from the state's largest newsroom hunting for the answers to great questions we receive from you, our readers. We're here to answer everything you want to know about the state's people, places, and culture. Welcome to Curious Minnesota. I'm your host, Eric Roper. If you follow the news much in Minnesota, there's a chance that you have heard or read a story about someone being sentenced to the workhouse. I've heard that word so many times that I never stopped to realize that I didn't know what a workhouse is exactly. It's not a jail and not a prison, but something else. And that's why we appreciated receiving a question on this topic from Gary Garnier. It turns out that workhouse is not a word you hear much outside Minnesota these days, such as in Gary's previous state of California. Here's Gary. As a recent immigrant from California, when I first read that someone had been sentenced to the workhouse, I was puzzled not only by the unfamiliar term, but by the lowercase w it began with. It seemed to suggest a correctional facility, so insignificant that it didn't have an an official name. I wondered what kind of work the inmates did, or are they even called inmates? Is there Wi-Fi? Can they bring their laptops and continue their day jobs while serving time? When two attorney acquaintances couldn't answer my questions, I turned to Curious Minnesota. Thanks to Gary for that question. I'm chatting today with reporter Kim Hyatt, who covers public safety for the Star Tribune and occasionally writes stories about people being sentenced to the workhouse. Well, Kim, thanks so much for joining us today. So first of all, just a little bit about you. You cover Hennepin County courts, so you cover a beat that's very relevant to what we're going to be talking about. I've been covering Hennepin County courts for almost two years, and almost right away on the beat, I was hearing judges in court sentencing people to the workhouse and um, just assumed that I knew what this place was. It's definitely part of the status quo, I would say, and just like picked up this terminology and went with it, knowing that it was a place where people were incarcerated, but it wasn't quite prison and it wasn't jail. It was something else, but not really fully understanding it until I started reporting on this project. And so this turns out to be, it it wasn't always this way, but today this is basically a nickname. Is that right? I mean, that's not what these facilities are formally called. Right. They're formally known as adult correction facilities or adult correction centers. Very vague. Yeah. Like the one in (laughs) Hennepin County is, they call it ACF, adult Uh correction facility, which no one would really know what we're talking about if we were referring to it as the ACF. Right. You know, we might think of like prisons are sometimes called correctional type facilities, but those are state run. These are county run. So for the county, this is their correctional facility. They have a jail and this, right? Yeah. Pre-sentencing and post-sentencing. So someone goes to jail before they are convicted or um, their case is concluded while their case is pending, they're in jail. Mm -hmm. And then when they're sentenced, they typically go to prison or the workhouse if their sentence is less than a year. Okay. So you had a couple examples on the story of the types of cases where someone was sentenced to a workhouse, and it seems to be a pretty wide range of situations. This is not all one type of situation. Right. The offenses range from you know multiple DWIs or even manslaughter. So it's a huge range. But when workhouses started out, they were definitely for minor offenses like drunkenness. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And where are these things located before we get into sort of what goes on in these places? Because there's not that many of them in the state anymore. Sure. There's four of them. So most of them are in the Twin Cities area. Hennepin County has one in Plymouth. Anoka County has one in Anoka. And Ramsey County has one in Maplewood. And then there's one up in Saginaw, um, which is 20 miles outside of Duluth. And that's the Northeast Regional Correction Center. Okay, so you visited the Hennepin County Workhouse as a part of this. Explain to us how a workhouse is different from a prison, because that's really the fundamental part of this question. Sure. So the biggest difference is the length of the sentence. That's, you know, anything more than a year, prison, anything under a year, workhouse, typically. Um, The facilities themselves are similar in that they're secured. There's fencing and barbed wire and gates and, you know, people walking around with the big thing of keys on their okay. hip, you know? <laughs> classic, um, classic yeah, so, uh, jail type things, yeah. Right, and I've toured other jails, and it's a lot like that. You know, there's cells, people can be placed in solitary confinement, mm-hmm. but workhouses stand out in that there's separate places for educational purposes. There's classrooms, there's teachers and volunteers that are coming in, there's a large cafeteria area. And you and, can leave in some circumstances. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that makes it different than a prison. So besides the sentence is that offenders who are eligible can leave to maintain their employment wherever oh. they're working or um, the workhouse might line them up with a job with a business in the area who you know contracts with the workhouse. Right. And you had an attorney in the story who kind of said that's the one of the big benefits is that they can keep their job. It helps society in this way. Right. You know? Because if we think about the average length of stay, there, it's for a few months typically. And so it causes the least disruption in people's lives if they're able to maintain that employment. And as that one defense attorney Plunkett said, you know, that's a benefit not only to this offender and their family, but also society because, you know, they're less likely to reoffend if they can maintain their employment. Mm-hmm. And so people in there, they might be doing, because I mean, we know like in prisons, there are like, you know, people make license plates in Minnesota prisons and other things, but there are people in these workhouses like studying, like getting GEDs and doing drug rehab, or maybe they leave for the drug rehab, but there's kind of an emphasis on all of these sort of growth, you know, personal growth type things, right? Yeah, I would say the emphasis is on education and programming, but there's still like work-related duties that people can be doing inside the workhouse, whether that's laundry or cooking meals, cataloging in the library. There's Mm -hmm. different, if they're not on work release, perhaps they qualify and can do work in some way inside the workhouse. Right. And you mentioned that some of these facilities, and we don't have to mention all the specifics, but some of them have like drug rehab release and some have, is it education release? Yeah, some have like work release. Um, You can leave to go to school too, but... Um, All of them offer GED programming, different mental health treatment, anger management, Mm -hmm. lots of lots of programming. And I think that they continue to just add more. Yeah. So and then Saginaw, which we talked about, this northern Minnesota one, this is like this is a little different. And we're going to talk about how it's similar to maybe the some of the origins of workhouses. But what is the focus up there? Because there's a lot going on at Saginaw. Yeah, it's definitely focused in rooted, I would say, in mm-hmm. agriculture, right? That's still on a farm and it's completely self-sustaining. So they raise all their own turkeys and pigs and fruits and vegetables. They freeze and store this food in the winter and whatever they 
don't use, they donate to food shelves. Yeah. And you can buy meat there now? Yeah. Just in 2023, they opened a butcher shop. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And, that, and that's run by like a coalition of counties up in northern Minnesota. Yeah, I think it's five or so. Okay. So in the Twin Cities ones, because that one actually, the populations are pretty stable, I think you mentioned in the story, but the Twin Cities workhouses are seeing pretty huge drops in populations over the last number of years since the pandemic. So what's going on there? Yeah. Ever since the pandemic, when they started utilizing electric home monitoring, which is um, an ankle bracelet with GPS tracking. Um, utilizing that more or like just at all? They started utilizing it more in the pandemic to limit the spread of coronavirus in these facilities. Okay. So people who qualified, who weren't being incarcerated for like really violent offenses, maybe it's like DUIs or something like that, they were eligible to be on electric home monitoring to reduce the amount of people in workhouses and jails and prisons. It wasn't just workhouses. And this is ankle bracelets, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Since then, so 2019, a lot of the workhouses in the Twin Cities, they have not returned to those pre-pandemic population levels. Hmm. And it's just based on the use of electric home monitoring. Okay. Interesting. So, all right, let's go into the chronology here. To start the timeline, we got to go back a couple centuries, basically probably pre-American history. I mean, I think we're going back a couple centuries here. This is a British, a variation of this was a British thing, right? So you spoke to an expert all the way across the pond. Uh, What did he say about the origins of workhouses? Peter Higginbottom. Yeah, he is the biggest expert on workhouses, British workhouses. If you can imagine like Oliver Twist or something like that, people went to the workhouse when they um, needed a place to live, essentially, and they couldn't afford food or shelter. So they had the elderly and the sick um, and even children. Actually, Charlie Chaplin uh, grew up in a workhouse. So that's their historical context there. These are... So it's more like a poorhouse. Right. And I mean, one thing that surprised me, because we sort of went back and forth on sort of the, the early history in Minnesota, but we had poor farms, which is very similar to what you were describing in England, which is different than a workhouse. So what was, we had poor farms. What were these poor farms? Yeah, poor farms are synonymous with British workhouses. So okay. they were a place for people who needed work and food and shelter. So we had those institutions with unpaid labor before the federal government introduced anti-poverty programs. Okay. And then there's the workhouse. So let's talk American workhouse, because I think Mr. Higginbottom was sort of like, I don't know, he kind of alluded to like, this is like classic American, like trying to punish people or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. This is more, it's geared toward punishment, in other words. Right. Or at least it was historically. Right. And though workhouses were still on farms too, so it's easy mm-hmm. to get them confused with poor farms, but workhouses were always um, a system of punishment here. Okay. Um, they went from city owned and operated to county run facilities. So we're um, sitting we're sitting here in Minneapolis, which once had its own workhouse. Right. Yeah, and there was in downtown Duluth too, and it was just a place for like petty criminals to go. Right. You know, drunkenness offenses and things like that. So Minneapolis established its first workhouse in 1886, and at the time, a county alderman said he believes it's one of the best means to reform criminals who we at present punish by confining them in enforced idleness in the county jail. Right, which the director of the Saginaw facility kind of said something similar yeah, to you. Yeah, um, she thought it was like therapeutic was the word, mm-hmm. um, rather than just have them sit around to 
give them something to do that right. in current times it could actually translate into like a job yeah. um, outside of your sentence. Right. And so these old workhouses, like in like Minneapolis had one, St. Paul had one. There's a lot going on in some of these places. I mean, there's it's not just a jail. There's like you mentioned in the story, like dairy barns and all sorts of things. Yeah. So they were equipped with anything from like a dairy barn and brickyards, obviously a farm and even cement factories. Yeah. I saw some pictures of the cement factory and it's it's interesting. There's some online and they're just basically they're making all sorts of like interesting columns and like posts and Really ornamental stuff. I, the city must have been selling it, and I don't know. Yeah. Very interesting. A lot of hard labor. And even in, up until like the 1990s, the Ramsey County mm. workhouse was a plant nursery. Okay. Yeah. And they uh, raised all these trees and did all the shoreline restoration on the Minneapolis chain of lakes. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really So they grew the trees and then did the labor too. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the term workhouse... We talked earlier about how this has sort of become a regionalism, but it wasn't always. It was a very, I mean, according to newspapers.com, which is a huge database of newspapers, it was once pretty common. But what did we find about sort of the more recent usage? And this does depend on what newspapers are getting digitized, so it's not a perfect science. But what's going on now recently? Are, are, are we, is everybody using the word workhouse still? No. <laughs> okay. I knew the answer to that, but I asked it anyway. Yeah. Um, I was surprised by this and. Did not think it was a regional term until seeing the data that shows that Minnesota and Missouri are some of the only newspapers that are still using this term. Mm -hmm. And Missouri, I would say much of the news coming out of there that's related to workhouses would be that they closed the St. Louis workhouse over okay. inhumane conditions recently. Um, and they're redeveloping that site. So that's a lot of like news coming out of Missouri, but in Minnesota, it's definitely in a current context of, you know, this person was sentenced to the workhouse. Right. And these types of facilities exist in other states, but they're just not called that. So it's not 100 percent science. Right. You know, like we don't know for certain what other states are calling these facilities, but right. we just know that workhouse is definitely used in a historic like context yeah. in a lot of other publications. And you spoke with Cody Harris. He's the director of the Hennepin County facility, and he had pretty strong feelings about this. Yeah, he talks about how he feels. It's a loaded term. And we have a little audio of that. To me, the workhouse is a, is a loaded word, a loaded term for the facility. It has a, For me, it has a very negative connotation to it. You know, I, I have some understanding of where it comes from. You know, when you're talking about not just this institution, but majority of institutions, because, you know, it was it's based in this ideology in regards to uh, institutions making profit off of the individuals that are within um, in regards to a labor source. And, you know, that's just not, you know, what this facility and its current state is about. You know, I can't speak to the intentions or the targets about the facility in this earlier history state. But I do think some of that connection uh, from my understanding of some of the history that I was just able to gather through individuals that were in this institution uh, for a long period of time that had a better understanding of the history of the institution is that the institution originally set on a uh, farm acreage and the, uh, the superintendent's house used to oversee the facility in the fields. You know, and individuals that were ordered to the facility worked the fields. And to me, that is 
a huge connection with the ideology around workhouse. And that is nothing in regards to what this facility is about. And, you know, I can speak to the seven years that I've been here. It is not descriptive of anything that we're about or what we stand for. Okay, so if people want to go see some vestige of the sort of like, you know, origin story, especially of the poor farms, which are different than work houses, there's at least one place they can go and visit in Minnesota, right? Um, this this museum? Uh, yeah, Mr. Higginbottom maintains um, a list of different workhouse museums, and um, they're mostly in the UK, but there are a growing list of U.S. workhouses on this website that he uh, maintains, and one is in Redwood County. Okay, and that's the that's a poor farm. Poor farm, right. which again, these are all sort of used interchangeably, but um, but not it was not part of the sort of penalizing system of workhouse, no. more akin to the British workhouse. Yeah. It's getting complicated, but it's a poor farm. That's what it's known as. Yeah. Um, okay, so you put this story out. It was a great story. Did you hear back from people? Did you hear any feedback? Yeah, I think a lot of the feedback was similar to my experience when reporting this, and that there was just. It, came by surprise that this is sort of an outdated term and that we're an outlier and still using it in a modern day context. Um, so I heard a lot of people expressing their surprise. But then we also heard from people who had stayed in the workhouse, too, and some of um, their experiences there. And I think it's different for every person. But we did hear from one person. Yeah, so one person left a comment saying they had stayed in the workhouse. This is... Uh Castle 34, we don't know their real name, but what did they have to say? Yeah, they said that they stayed at the Plymouth Workhouse, so that's the Hennepin County facility in 2004, and that they haven't been in legal trouble since. Um, that was where they first attended uh, their first AA meeting and got introduced to people in recovery. And then they started running a weekly AA meeting later on, you know, and they basically said, like, I strongly doubt county jail would have done that for me, uh, and they hope they never get rid of the workhouse. So it's just someone who felt strongly enough to comment that this was a very positive thing in their lives. Yeah, and um, I think the people that run these facilities would hope this is, you know, the outcome that they get because I think them investing so much in education and programming is so that people don't come back. Yeah, the goal is don't come back. Right, like <laughs> if you like it, that's great, but we should, you know. Because this is a problem in the correction system generally, I mean. Yeah, there's a really high recidivism rate. Like the jail in Hennepin County is like, over 80%, I think it's 87% wow. recidivism rate. Um, wow. And I'm not sure what it is at the workhouse, but I think the intention and in having work release and GED programming and all these different things is to help people get on their feet so they don't end up back in the system. Right. Well, Kim, thank you so much. Fascinating story. I think we all learned a lot. It was another example of where our reader question really just forces us to sort of re-examine something that feels like it's really like taken for granted, like things we just don't even think about because yeah. we just assume it's normal or what have you. Yeah, it definitely gives us pause, I think, in um, having some conversations about our use of the term workhouse. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Kim. Thank you. Okay, that's it for today's show. Thanks, as always, to Matt Gilmer for editing this podcast. Do you have feedback for us or a question you'd like us to answer? Send us a note at curious at startribune.com. And if you're enjoying this show, please tell a friend about it. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to Curious Minnesota. We want to hear from you. Ask questions and read more stories online at startribune.com backslash curious. Our show is recorded at the Star Tribune's headquarters in beautiful downtown Minneapolis. And our music is produced by Matt Gilmer. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or leave a review. And until next time, stay curious.